Hey, welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Hillary, and we are in Christchurch today. We are blessed to meet up with an incredible man, Jared Van Burkle. Did I say that right? Nice. I mean, I can see you looking at your notes there for a moment. I was like, is he going to get it? <laughs> he got it. First try. First try. Well, I don't have very good uh, long-term memory or short-term memory or whatever it is. <laughs> But um, yeah, Jared is, uh, he's at Fantau Studios, uh, we're in Christchurch, as most of you listeners know, we're traveling around New Zealand, and um, we have an honorable guest today, very, very cool, and one of the cool things is with Jared, is he full-time does what we do as well. Yeah, come on. So, So... how does it feel being on the other side of the mic? How does it feel being the one being interviewed for once? Um, well, I love to be the center of attention. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, even though the goal is to give Jesus all the attention, just for like this tiny sliver of a moment, it's nice to have it. <laughs> so it's nice. And also, you know, you're going to interview me. And normally I would, you know, be the one doing the interviewing and then I've got days of editing and stuff to do. So I'm just like, this is all care, no responsibility. I'm like, yes. I'm on holiday. So yeah, awesome. yeah, pity you at the other end of this, you know, because I can waffle. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what we want. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah. So if you haven't checked out Fantail Studios, go check it out. It's going to be in the description below. Um Let's actually start there. Do you want to share a little bit about Fantail Studios? Give people a snippet because that's that would be where we'll head to later on sure. in the conversation. Yeah. But a, a short preview would be really cool for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. I guess the way that I would normally explain Fantail Studios to people to help them you know, put it in context with a framework that makes sense is that Fantail Studios is a team of media missionaries. And we make television shows, long and short, uh, basically that broadcast on TV all over the world. Mm. I think we're in about 20 different countries at the moment on television. And then also on, you know, social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all those things. And then on demand on our website, fantailstudios.com. So, yeah, we we make television shows about the radical love of Jesus uh, being manifested on our planet. So. Our, our dream, our goal is to find the lost and activate the found uh, for Jesus through media on I a global scale. Activate the found. Yeah, because, I mean, I love, I love the missionary evangelist heart to find mm. the lost, but I think the best representatives you know, of Jesus, the best ambassadors of him, mm. uh, people that are being currently transformed into his image. Yeah. And uh, I was a pastor for 10 years before this ministry. I was a TV director before that. So wow. uh, now I've kind of combined these two things together. And, you know, I think that there are so many awesome sons and daughters of God who are going to church on Sunday morning, but not really living mm. for him or by faith during the week. Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe in the West, you know, you could pick and say maybe it might be 70, 80% of the body mm. is not really, you know, living to their potential and enjoying their adventure yeah. of doing life with Jesus. Like, it's not a chore, it's, it's an adventure, yeah. it's, it's life. Yeah. And to see, to see the body activated, uh, to see actually how easy it is mm. to, to live that calling of loving our neighbors as we love ourselves mm. and whatever that might look like to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, yeah. you know, to give him all that you are. If yeah. I could have the body activated 
man, what a world we'd be living in. That's so cool. Um, and so part of our heart is through media is to basically demystify, mm. you know, what that looks like and to make it understandable and, you know, to lead people, you know, if you're at step nine, whatever that might look like, you know, what can we do to move you one more step closer to yeah. living the life that Jesus has designed specifically for you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so inspiring. I mean, this is what our podcast is all about is hearing these these testimonies of God moving. Mm, absolutely. Like moving just down the road. Yeah. Not just moving in the, the one-off uh, sort of big TV show, God's Not Dead moments, mm-hmm. but seeing them just down the road, oh, this person had cancer healed. Yeah. Oh, this person was raised from the dead. Oh, this person had a metal plate in his head dissolve. Yeah, yeah. And they, they truly, truly have happened. And we've noticed it just 200 Ks from our hometown, yeah. just as we've started this podcast. And you would have seen that with just awesome, awesome encounters, radical love that just changes people's lives throughout doing this ministry of yours. And I love this ministry because the, the magnitude of it, you said you're in 20 different countries, you know, you're all over the place, you're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and it's reaching hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, mm. probably millions. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. definitely. From, uh, I think, our broadcast television point of view, we are hitting the millions of people now. Yeah. Our dream is within 10 years to be reaching a billion people a year in every language Ooh. group. Um, which, that you know, is amazing. It, it sounds, you know, a bit, uh, bit out there, um, but my God lives out there. Yeah, So uh, absolutely. I reckon I liken testimonies to when you go to buy a car, I don't know for, you know, you ever go, man, I want to buy like a um, a Toyota Corolla, you mm. know, something like that. You go, I'm going to buy one of those cars. It'll be really good. It'll do the job, blah, blah, blah. And then you start seeing them everywhere. And before mm. you know it, you're just noticing that car all over the place. You've never seen them before, yeah, but yeah. now you see that they're everywhere. And I, I've had God say to me, you know, I want you to do a series on people that through God encounters have overcome addiction. Mm. Uh, I remember him talking to me about that and going, God, I hardly know anybody that's overcome addiction. Within a couple of weeks, I was noticing stories everywhere of people that had overcome addiction. Yeah. I just never taken the time to notice God's handiwork. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, God is and always having moving. having that ear to yeah. hear what he's saying and going, yeah, all right, I'll look. That's it. Yeah. You now, know? I'm, now I'm seeing all the... Um, Toyota Vistas or whatever yeah, it is. You that's know. it. They're all over that was the my place. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So man, God's God's pretty amazing, and yes. you don't have to look far to see the evidence of His work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Eh? What's where, where should we start? Should we start at the start of Fantail Studio? Yeah, let's start want... at the start of Fantail and let's see where we that. end up. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So basically, I had. I'd been working in television for about five years. Yeah. Then God called me into church-based ministry. And so I was then pastoring uh, in a church. I was kids pastor, then youth pastor, then assistant pastor and all of that jazz. And I started to daydream again about picking the cameras back up. It had been years. It had been you know, about eight years since I'd really filmed anything significant. Mm-hmm. And I was just daydreaming, God, God, I'd love to make a doco about you. And then one night I had this really intense dream. I'd actually just come back from a trip to Israel and uh, I was lying in bed in New Zealand and I had this dream. I was standing on this wooden bridge over this river 
And I looked and I saw this man walking towards me. He was holding a briefcase. He was wearing a three-piece suit. And he looked like the most expensive lawyer that money could buy. Mm. He just like I remember he just looked like Mr. Business. Yeah. Well you said Harvey Specter. Yeah, we yeah like you know, if you've ever seen suits, <laughs> you look like Harvey Specter is coming to seal the deal. And uh <laughs> in my in my dream I just you know, I just knew this was God. And my heart started pounding in my chest and I was just mm. like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Mm. And he walked up, met me on the bridge, and he said, Jared, I don't want you to make a TV show about me. I need you to make hundreds. So get a team together and get started. And it's one of those things like you see in movies where it's really over the top dramatic. People wake up and they're like sit bolt upright in bed and they're like, <gasps> you know, like whatever. Uh, but that was what happened that for me. It. You know, I woke up, I was like, <laughs> like, like really. gasping and my heart was pounding in my chest. I looked and it was 11 p.m. I'd only been asleep for an hour. And I was like, well, this is really inconvenient because I know I'm not getting back to sleep. This yeah. is This is a dream that is just in a moment changed the trajectory um, for the next few seasons of my life. Mm. So I lay awake all night and uh, that took me on an exploring journey with Jesus. I felt like it was going to be something that, you know, we started the next day, uh, but it was actually about an 18-month process of things slowly starting to fall into place until one day I was at home, I was still pastoring full-time and uh, said, God, you know, pastoring, am I still meant to be doing this? And he said, no, you're not, you're done, you're finished. And I was the assistant pastor and I went, okay, when I tell the senior pastor this conversation that you and I have just had, uh, how long will I have? And he said, the moment you tell him, you'll be out the door within six weeks. And then um, the next week rolled around and I got a bunch of prophetic words about my life changing. And my senior pastor gave me one of those words. And wow. um, it was word for word, pretty much the same word another person had given me, yeah. like identical. And he looked at me and said, like, what does that mean? I went, ah, uh, I'll tell you on Tuesday. And so we went out and, um, you know, I'd been on staff with this guy for nearly 10 years. And he said, let's talk, like, I want to talk about that word. I said, mate, I'm done. And you gave me the final confirmation. God's put something new in my life. <laughs> and uh, we were in a cafe. I kid you not, I just broke down and I cried for about an hour in the cafe. Um, going, I'm so sorry. That's I, when you know it's God. Yeah, eh? yeah no, and he just kind of laughed awkwardly. He's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know exactly. I've just got this media thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just got to, I got to test it basically. I, I got to go. Yeah. Um, and so we got a charity set up because I felt like God wanted us to be kind of crowdfunded. So we got a board of trustees, got registered as a charitable trust here in New awesome. Zealand. We had uh, enough money um, in in that we could put in through some other things that we've been doing with God. And we'd, like I said, it had been an 18-month journey. So people had started sowing into basically a seed fund for it. Yep. And so we had enough there for me to go full-time for three months and I remember saying and thinking to myself as well, I'm pleased that I've only got enough for three months because if this is going to fail, I'd like to find out real quick. Mm. I don't want this to be a slow death over a couple of years. I was like, either this is going to be God and it will work or in three months I'll be broke and I got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let's just find out. And uh, so here we are. About two years later, we've got a full studio team, all the production equipment, making TV shows that are on, yeah. you know, in 20 countries around the world. And it's, you, it's been crazy. We've been on this podcast journey around New Zealand, and I feel I'm pretty sure it's almost every town that we've gone to 
has gone, you've got to check out Fantau Studios. Yeah. They are awesome. you got to meet Jared. And, oh, that's um, nice. And, yeah, we, you know, obviously did a little bit of research after that. You're like, is this guy and crazy? You guys, ah, crazy, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's amazing when you step out with God into the unknown. Mm. Um, all the things, basically, that I feared you know, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to publicly embarrass myself. This is going to fall over flat on its face. People are going to go, man, told you, you know, what were you thinking? You know, you got it wrong. All these fears that just roll over us that God's, yeah. you know, journeyed me through going, you know, can you let go of your pride to another level? Can you let mm. go to another level? All the things that I've feared basically have turned out to be the opposite. And where I, where I feared that I would be in lack, I've found probably the most blessing. Yeah, wow. Which is just, um, it's just the goodness of God. And when I look at what he's done, um, my wife and I were saying the other day, we don't feel like this is something we're doing. We feel like this is something that's happening around us. Mm, um, that's powerful. Because it's not like there's been a great strategy for the growth or the, yeah. or, or there's no really intelligence from us in it. Yeah. We just keep making it up yeah. as we go, being led by Holy Spirit. And yeah. it's like we just... Yeah, I couldn't really give somebody advice on how to do something the same because we haven't had a, a strategy. And I remember chatting with our trustees and be like, oh, it would be really good if we could have an 18-month plan. I'm like, my 18 month? I don't even know what we're doing tomorrow. Are you guys crazy? <laughs> yeah, i got to wait till Jesus tells me. i got no idea yeah. what I'm doing. I've never done this before. Um, here, I'm on a need-to-know basis, and if I don't have the strategy yet, it's because I don't need it yet. And uh, <laughs> so it's, it's been fun, and that's also been really uncomfortable in the mm. process because I hate not knowing, and I hate, uh, in a way, having to trust Jesus because I like to micromanage. I want to be in control, yeah. and uh, he just refuses to let me have control. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll, yeah, actually, I'll build this, and uh, you can come. Could, could I get you to elaborate on something that you, you mentioned to us uh I mean, the the listeners will know this. We 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 had a coffee before. Yeah, we uh, had this podcast. But um, you said something during that coffee um, about God challenged you about failing for Him, and if you're prepared for that. Yeah, yes, yeah. so we we had an opportunity uh, to step up into another level of production to move into a bigger premise, which would allow us to bring on more staff, allow us to produce bigger shows at a faster rate. Um, and it was leapfrogging a couple years of growth. Mm. And God was opening up the doors for that to happen. And so everything on paper looked awesome. And this fear began to roll over me that, you know, Jared, how many people are aware of you now in the ministry that you're leading? If you failed now, it would be embarrassing. But if you go into this next step, um, you know, there's probably 10 times the level of exposure. How mm. humiliating would it be if the ministry failed then, if the finances mm. stopped or, you know, the creativity dried up and you fell flat on your face? You know, that would be so humiliating. And that fear of failure was very real and it felt quite crippling. Mm. And I went to the gym. And I was just going for a bit of an awkward run on the treadmill while I was talking to Jesus, going, God, I just, I want to take this next step with you, but I'm so scared um, that the provision might dry up. I just need you to let me know that, you know, you're not going to see me fail, that you're going to provide. Mm -hmm. And he just spoke to me quite clearly and just said, what if I don't? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, what if I don't provide for you and you do fail and you fail publicly? Uh, do you love me enough to fail publicly for me? 
Mm. I was like, oh, what are, you, what are you asking? Is well, if if I wanted you to fail publicly, you know, for whatever purpose, that would serve yeah. some other good or whatever, mm. um, are you prepared to do that? Are you prepared mm. to be embarrassed, you know, at a national or international level yeah. um, because you love me? And I had this moment of this, you know, rage in my heart, but then this grace was kicking in as my love yeah. for God was like by the Holy Spirit rising up in me. And I was kind of having this really awkward public moment in the gym as I'm trying mm. not to cry going, God, you know how much I love you. Yeah. If, if that's what you ask of me, I love you enough that I'd fail publicly for you. And as I said that, straight away I felt him say into my heart, that's what success looks like in my kingdom. You being prepared to fail for me publicly, yeah. like that's a phenomenal success. That's what leadership in my kingdom looks like, yeah. being prepared to look foolish to the world yeah. um, because of your love for me. And in that conversation, not all of the fear left, but probably about 80% of the pressure around it left because I had this yeah. realization that if I fail in front of people, mm. um, that would be because of my hard attitude towards God, an, an act of worship, and he would hold that as a success, yeah. and I would still be a success to mm-hmm. him. I'd still be his son. I would still be loved. And he would be so proud yeah. that I was prepared to risk it all and yeah. to fail for him. Um, and you know what that reminds yeah. me of? It was um, Paul in the Bible when he's in chains for Christ. Yeah. And he says that I'm in chains for Christ, and people are learning about Christ because I am in chains for Christ. Yeah. So in other words, he could have gone, I failed, I'm in prison Mm. and I'm rotting down here. But he's saying that I'm like, imagine that conversation with God. It'd be very similar to you. Are you prepared to go to jail? Yeah. You know, that's deemed as a failure. Yeah. That's not success. Yeah, especially when guys like Peter were in jail and angels came and set them free. You yeah, know? yeah, but Paul's, they didn't know they were coming. Yeah, Paul's like, you know, it was like, oh, if you were cool like Peter, angels angels would have come and got you out, but you're stuck there. <laughs> you probably done something wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. You know, like um, he was prepared yeah. to look like a failure Yeah. To, from everybody else's perspective. Yeah. Rod in jail. Yet it it was, you know, for the advancement of the gospel. And he's writing those letters, you can see it, you know, yeah. like people have noticed what I'm prepared, I'm prepared to go to prison for this. This yeah. is how powerful the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you, that you had that encounter, right? Eh? Yeah. You're prepared to be a failure yeah. for Christ. If he was ever to call you to a place where you would look foolish, yeah, you were prepared. What What I've experienced is a level where God, invites me into a new space with him or a, or a new level in, in ministry or, or whatever it is, that my fears or whether it's the devil or what tries to blackmail me mm. into, you know, oh, if you do this, this is going to happen. Um, you know, and, and these fears tried to hold me captive. And then as I journey with Jesus on that, that reality of I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Yeah, come on. You know, I, I've died to myself and I'm alive to Christ going, you know, well, this could cost you all your finances. Mm. And I go, Jesus, this could cost me all my finances. And he goes, what finances? They're all mine. Yeah, you, you don't, on. You don't own anything. Your life is yeah. forfeit. Yeah. Oh, God, this could cost me my pride. What pride? You're dead. You know, yeah. you don't own that. That's mine. Yeah. And uh, we got to get to this point where we go, you know, I'm, I'm so afraid to experience this or to lose this because what it might cost me. 
but that reality that we actually have nothing. And the moment we gave our life to Christ, we forfeited all of our rights. Yeah, you know, to receive that relationship and be fully in. Um, And there's a great freedom in that. We go, well, this could cost me this, this, and this, but actually, I don't own any of those things. So I can do this with peace because I literally have nothing to lose. Because yeah. nothing that I have is actually in mind. So yeah. fear can't hold me captive or can't blackmail me. And yeah. you know, it, it does a pretty good job ninety nine percent of the time. You know, <laughs> but by the grace of Jesus, yeah. he he pulls us out of that thinking mm. back into reality that um, that we're dead to ourselves and alive so in heaven. Good. And in that, there's freedom because mm. fear can't blackmail us against things that yeah. we don't have. Mm. That's so good. Um, you and I were talking earlier about. Um, the cost of Christ as well. Yeah. And you're saying like, what if it cost me my pride? Yeah. Well, that's something that you're prepared to pay. Yeah. I'm prepared to pay for my, you know, to, to sow that and be like, okay, if this is going to make me humble, I'm yeah. going to pay, I'm going to pay that cost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're just, just stepping out and, and, and everything that you've done and God's met you where you're at Yeah. and led you a bit like Peter in the water, you know, yeah. where he's walking across the water with Jesus you know, he's like, keep his eyes focused on him mm. and he doesn't sink. Yeah. Um, but he's prepared to step out and he should sink. <laughs> yeah. And what, what surprised me probably, I don't know why I'm, I'm just continually surprised by the same thing. You know, it's just like we stuff up, stuff up, and we we experience that forgiveness of Jesus again. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. You mm. know, um, what what has surprised me continually is that God will call us into something. We wrestle with all the fears of all the cost. Then we begin to step into it and he comes through and and we see his blessing and his provision and his increase and and, and often all of those things. And that had been like our mind's goal. But Mm. as we step into that and we die a little bit more to ourselves, we actually experience a little bit more of who Jesus is and that, that, wonder of experiencing more intimacy with him mm. actually becomes the price. Yeah. And we go, man, I, I was wanting to do this because I wanted column A. You know, I wanted mm. increase. I wanted to reach more people. I wanted all those practical things. I wanted column A. And it was that desire to see your kingdom increase that, you know, was the thing that kept drawing me forward. But now as I've got, I've sacrificed and died to myself again, I've experienced deeper relationship in my personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. And actually, I don't really care about column A anymore because I've experienced more of your presence. Mm. I don't care about what this was going to cost me. And I don't care really anymore about what I've gained because Mm. what I have right now with just you, Jesus, Mm. is so incredible. And there's this like in those moments where you feel like you've surrendered and you feel broken and you feel like you give it up and God, all I want is to be loved by you and to yeah. be and to, for you to use me, God. There's this beautiful surrender in that that you go, actually, I don't care about the cost and I don't care about the reward because yeah. right here in this moment, in your presence, I have total fulfillment. I was designed to be loved by you. And now that I'm experiencing this in a fresh way, mm. um, I'm Come so on. shocked and surprised by it because so quickly I, I, I begin to transition out of that reality, out mm. of that truth, back into my old thinking of performance. Mm. But in those moments, it recalibrates and realigns you know, our values and all of those things that mean I don't care about the cost. Yeah. I don't care about the reward. Jesus, all I want is you. Yeah, wow. That is so powerful. Yeah. 
uh, it's pretty awesome when you have that moment and you just, man, you just feel his presence so close. And it's that, you know, you could cry in that moment. You could laugh in that moment. Think in with your heart. Eh? Yeah. Because your heart's, not, your head's normally the thing that's in the way. Yeah. And that generates the fear. Yeah. But thinking with the heart is focused on the love. Yeah. You know, like Christ is, he's a good, good father. Yeah. You know? And and that, what does the Bible say about the the birds? You know, he's clothed the birds and the yeah. and the flowers and all that. How much more is he gonna look after look us? Look after us, yeah. You know, like yeah, and that's like that's um, interesting. You bring that up when we were starting Fantel, and I was talking to God. God, we need provision. We need finances for cameras. We need finance for locations. We need finance for staff. You know, mm. I remember having this conversation with them, and I felt Holy Spirit say, "Did you ever notice how Jesus?" Um, teaches you to pray about finances, kind of just doesn't. He just says, don't worry about it. You know, sparrows don't worry about where they're going to find food. They just trust God's got it taken care of. Just don't worry. He goes, yeah. just, you know, just thank him for it. But, and, but then he said, what does he talk about when it comes to harvesters? And the Passion yeah. Translation says, plead with the Father for yeah. harvesters because the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Mm. And I found him say, if you will pursue me for the right team, I'll mm. make sure their provisions are taken care of. You just go after people mm. that will become harvesters yep. and I'll take care of everything else. But plead with me to bring the right people around you. Um, but don't, yeah. don't, let's not waste our time talking about money because like, who cares? I've got that yeah. sorted. Mm. That let's just awesome. build a team. That is amazing. <laughs> that is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first started uh, the Jesus Magnet podcast, we ran into this amazing uh, lady in Wanaka called Sunita. Right. And she had on her heart, and this is kind of weird because it's the same time that you started Fantail Studios, roughly same time we started the Jesus Mina podcast. And f- for her, it's to get testimonies written. Wow. And she's had all these people writing their testimonies on her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, then you've had all these testimonies seen mm. and we're getting testimonies heard. Yeah. And it's that body of Christ all working those senses together. It yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and even then we've, we've not even scratched the 1% no. of the stories. <laughs> no. You know? no. Yeah. It's not just like 0.1%. You know, yeah. it's just like, wow. You know, how many more people do we need just to like, and that's where they say, you know, I, I think it was John probably wrong. So, you know, if we were to write down everything that Jesus did, yeah, the, probably the libraries of the world couldn't contain it. And he's yeah. referencing a three year window. Yeah. It, you know, what does 2,000 years of, of God moving on the planet look like now? Yeah. You know, yeah. Good, good luck capturing all the stories. <laughs> we got more work to do than road workers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's where that, the harvest is, is ripe, you know, yeah. like workers are few. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I love it. Um, so why Fantail? Yeah, why the name? Why the name? Yeah, well, basically, I had looked at, so many different names that I wanted and they were all bought by um, domain name squatters who, you know, thought this is a great name. I'm going to buy it, set up this.com and I'm going to charge someone 30 grand for it later. And I was like, whatever. Um, I I wanted a name that didn't have any religious connotations to it. Yeah. 
you know, so many people have got their viewpoint of what the church is like, either through what the media has shown them or through yeah. their own experiences, which can be good, bad, and ugly. Mm. And I have no interest in representing religion to people. I just want yeah. to introduce them to Jesus. Yeah, and relationship. And, yeah, and so I just wanted the authentic. So I just wanted a name that didn't try to um, communicate anything other than a name that was Kiwiana. Um, that sounded relatable, sounded nice, sounded friendly, sounded, you know, just clean and crisp um, because I just believe in the power of people's stories to be able to just have their own space to sit in yeah. and that, you know, a person's story can communicate the love of Jesus and the grace of Jesus that we don't need to be preaching at people, that our stories of what he has done for us actually communicates Jesus in the moment. Mm. Uh, we don't have to overthink it, and so that's that's the Fantown name. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put up any barriers for people. So if they can, you know, listen to a story, get hooked by this person, become emotionally invested in seeing how the story turns out, and then two thirds of the way through, they begin to discover that it was Jesus that entered the story that brought about radical change and that's hope. So good. Then they can sit there and have that that ponder, that thought: mm. if Jesus could do it for them. Mm. Yeah, what would he? What would it look yeah. like in my life? Yeah, it's not just oh, I'm hearing the stories from two thousand years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, Jesus walked on water for those guys. He he healed the sick for those guys two thousand yeah. years ago. Oh, he's healing the sick today. Yeah, he's walking on water today. Yeah, he's healing marriages today. He's bringing yeah. restorations between fathers and sons. He's setting us free from addiction. He's empowering us to forgive people that have abused us and and have us walk into our own freedom, letting go of the pains of our yeah, traumas. You know. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, I love the word salvation, you know, in that uh, Greek word sozo, that Jesus died for our mind, body, soul, spirit to be made totally whole, that mm. we don't give our lives to Christ so that we can go to heaven one day. So, you know, the Bible says that eternal life is, is knowing the Father and being relation, in relationship yeah. with Him, that we get to experience that now. Yeah, we say this all the time on our podcast, and it's something that, you know, somebody that you know as well, Pastor Darrell Watson in, mm. in, uh, in Vicargo, he, he said it once in his message. He said, Jesus didn't come to make uh, bad people good. Mm. He came to make dead people alive. Yeah. And when you get that realization on that, yeah. it's, it's, well, I suppose most Christians listening to this have had, had that weight, that electric shock happen mm. in their life when they met Christ. And it does feel like you were dead, and now yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. And but I've 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 been a Christian pretty much my entire life. I have no memory of actually giving my life to Jesus. I can't remember a time in my life where I wasn't aware of the fact that He loved me. That's amazing. Um, wow. But, but in that, I have continued to have moments where I've encountered Jesus in a new way. Look back at how I was living the day before. I go, man, was I was I even alive? Yeah, you wow, know, and I, cool. I've had conversations like this with my brother, who you know he he's a pastor as well, and we go when we just had this encounter where we've met God again. Yeah, we've seen another fascinating man. Was I was I even living yesterday? And if this is how I feel like now, like now I'm living to a whole new level. What will I think of now, two years from now? Yeah, because he just keeps going deeper and deeper and becoming more and more real. The more yeah. that we, I guess, um, are pursued by him. And the more we respond to that, 
um, and go, God, I give you another area of my life. I, I surrender another facet of control mm. of who I am. I open up a, a door to another area of my heart that I hadn't even been aware had been yeah. locked because, honestly, we're not that great of, about being self-aware. Yeah. Then he begins to highlight something. Go, All right, I'm going to let you into this trauma. Or I'm going to mm. bring this this sin into the light that I'd even been hiding from a level of my own self I didn't yeah. want to be honest with. Yeah. That we experience freedom again. And we go, God, how, how is it that I have known you my entire life and yet I continually feel like I've met you for the first time? How is it that I open up the Bible and read a passage that I've read 20 times and I see something that I've never seen before? Yeah. You know, it's, I, you, know, you can probably hear it in my voice and getting a little bit emotional, but like Jesus, he just blows my mind. Yeah. How is it that I can have a God that the Bible says never changes, yeah. but he continually shows new selves, new aspects of himself yeah. to me? How, how do I rediscover someone mm. that's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yeah. And how is it that I'm constantly changed by a God that never changes? Amen. Oh, you know, it's, so cool. it's just crazy <laughs> to me, uh, but it's just like it's just the reality of it. Well, they say the scripture is like a, a facet of 50... 50-sided diamond. Right. You turn it just a little bit, and it looks totally different. Yeah. And it's just beautiful how he can speak to you 20 different times uh, through the same scripture. We uh, had the honor of um, hearing tongues being interpreted a couple of times. Awesome. And um, it was a a little bit strange the first time I'd heard it, but this – we're at, we're with youth with the mission, mm-hmm. and um, this one guy stood up and and he started speaking this one sentence in tongues. Yeah, and uh, Laura, you might remember this. And um, he said, you know, I think someone's got an interpretation for this, and he just said it over and over and over again for about ten minutes, and then somebody stood up and and they gave an interpretation, and it was you know, I can't remember exactly what the interpretation was. God loves this, and he really wants to pull this this heart around this darkness into the light or whatever it is. And somebody else stood up and had a different interpretation Mm. for the same thing. And that's, that's when it dawned on us. Tongues is not necessarily one sentence and you translate it like English into Japanese or Japanese into English. Mm -hmm. It's this multi layered divine language that, you could speak one sentence in tongues yeah. and you could be saying 50,000 different prayers in that one yeah. tongue. Yeah, how and deep is the heavenly language? How yeah. deep but, is that? And that goes yeah. back to the scripture being like a 50-sided diamond with yeah. all the different twinkles and things like that. And it's just on every level of right. Christianity. I've never thought about that before. I mean, it makes sense. You look at a Hebrew language, you know, and one sentence in the Hebrew can be interpreted like eight different ways. Yeah. You know, how much more? It's a heavenly language. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I was speaking in tongues, uh, you know, a heavenly language on uh, Tuesday, went down to the beach and I was praying and I had this picture of this man just like celebrating who God was. And I was walking down the t- um, beach speaking in tongues and then I it shifted just for a moment and a sound rolled out of my mouth and I went, oh, I know that sound. That that wasn't, you know, just a, a normal tongue. I'm sorry. I asked Siri, Siri, what's this word? And I wasn't quite sure of it because, you know, sometimes with speaking in tongues, like you're, 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 you're discovering the language as you go. Yeah. And so I said, uh, Siri, what is velissimo or velissimo? 
And because that was a you know part of the sound that was coming up, like this seems so familiar. And you know, thank you, Siri. She she brought up um, Bellissimo, which was the actual sound that I was trying to say. Mm. And I had no idea what this was. And you know, I said, oh, "This is what it is." Bring it up. And it was the masculine form of beautiful in Italian. Wow. And I was having this picture of this this person like declaring to God, this was what was taking place in my imagination. And he began yelling this out. Yeah. God, you're beautiful. God, you're beautiful. And I was wow. getting it in Italian. And I was like, well, that's trippy. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And then the Italian guy that was walking past you yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, Who's hey, hey is God it, is beautiful. Let's make us some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's profiling, but never mind. <laughs> Let's see if we can um, jump back to Fantail Studios. Yeah, let's rein this back in. Yeah, yeah, roll, roll it back. Um, yeah, so where, where are we in the timeline? I'm a little bit lost. Yeah, so basically we're, we're looking present day. Present day we've been rolling for close to two years. Yeah. We've got a full production team. There's six, seven of us on staff. Um, we're set up in Christchurch with our studio and things like that, producing television shows, documentaries. We're actually working on a full feature film at the moment as well, um, documentary about the love of God in some pretty radical Ooh, places, um, which is awesome. It's about a $300,000 project. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And on that faith journey of seeing God bring in provision and miracles mm. and all of those things, and then extraordinary people that are normally $1,000 a day to have crewing, just donating their time and stuff like wow. that. Um, so that's here in New Zealand. You know, I mentioned that our, our dream is to to be reaching a billion people a year across every major language group. Uh, you know, we've got the ability to subtitle our shows, you know, into Hindi mm. or Spanish and stuff like that. And that's great. But really at my heart level is to have uh, studio shows and documentaries and things like that being produced in local cultures and local languages. And so my family and I, we're in the early days of actually moving to America to plant another studio, another Fantail Studios. We've just got charitable status uh, over there, and we've Ooh. we've been seeing God bringing in uh, a lot of provision. We need 150000 New Zealand dollars for yep. immigration to kind of let us go in as a family and set up shop and yep. plant another team. In the last eight weeks, we've had just under $100,000 come in, and we, uh, we still haven't <laughs> announced anything on social media. Wow. This, when this goes out, this will be one of the f- you know first times people are really hearing about it yeah. uh, publicly. It's just been through word of mouth and the grapevine. Um, and our goal is to actually begin to build a supernatural online film school where – we teach people not just to be great content creators, you know, how to be clever creators producing docos and things like that, but actually how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, how to be discipled in the mind of Christ so that they're not producing shows about the love of God. They're producing shows with the Holy Spirit as the producer and the director being led by him. And then what we'll be doing is taking our graduates into our Fantail community. We actually then begin to put mentors over them so that we've got disciples discipling others Mm. and then empowering them and resourcing them to plant studios in their own countries, within their own language groups, Mm. um, creating content within their own cultural flair and style. Mm. So that, you know, if you say 10 years from now, what's our heart goal? We would probably love to say, like, we want to have empowered and mentored and released a hundred studios around the world creating content content in their own languages so that we can be reaching a billion people with the gospel. That is awesome. Wow. So uh, <laughs> it, it's been about a nine-month 
unpack. Um, from Holy Spirit, started with my wife and I having a bunch of prophetic dreams that then led us into a time of prayer and fasting. And then we started getting prophetic words from people saying, hey, God's calling you guys to the States. There's something he wants to grow that won't take root in New Zealand soil, but it'll grow in the U.S. And then oh, it'll true. transplant back into the New Zealand soil. Yes. And then he began to put this dream in me to run a school. And I'm thinking, well, what does that look mm. like? I could set up a classroom, get 10, 20 students. And then yep. Holy Spirit's like, nah, that's got way too many barriers. He yep. kept talking to me about how is a person in Zimbabwe going to benefit from your school in Christchurch? How's that going to work? Yeah. You remove all the barriers. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, God, well, what does that look like? And he just began to expand my vision over and over. And one of my most common prayers has been, God, increase the way that I think. You know, yeah. Would you expand my mind? Because I, I know that you're talking, but I don't think I've got the framework to even interpret what you're saying. You've got to keep increasing my faith and keep increasing my vision. And so I know what I've got in my heart now, you know, a hundred studios, reaching a billion people. Mm. That's what my, my creativity and my imagination and my faith together can hold. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm believing that another five years from now, God will have grown my faith to a whole nother level where I'm thinking bigger again. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, that's what my imagination and what Holy Spirit is saying me, yeah. to me can contain. If that and makes he's sense. also saying to you, if that was all built up and then all burnt to the ground, yeah. you would do that for Christ. Yeah. Would you do this because you love me? That's you know, awesome. I had a conversation with him the other day because it's funny because we're going, well, we're going to go to America. Uh, but we've got a whole crew here. Uh, should I bring another director in to mm. help disciple the team and mentor them? I said, oh, God, I've nearly handed something over to somebody that I've built from the ground up. I've, mm. I've you know, I've taken over ministries, mm. stewarded them for a number of years and then transitioned out and brought somebody else in. But I've never done this with something that I started. Mm. Um, this is like giving up a baby. God, what if they, um, what if they try to take it off me? <laughs> you know, just going, just being natural. You know, I've got, all, I've got ego attached. Yeah. Uh, I've got my own self affirmation that I'm drawing from what I do. I've got my fractured identity in Christ where, yeah, I'm totally loved by God. And on good days, I believe it. And then on other days, I'm just working hard to prove my my worth, you know, yeah. all of that complexity <laughs> of our human nature. I said, God, what if I bring a director in and he tries to take it from me? He goes, oh, that's interesting. I mean, it's not yours, it's mine. So how would he take it from you? Oh, And it was kind of like this realization, oh, I'm trying to take it from God and it's his. Oh, true. And he yeah. was like, they, they, no one can take anything from you because you, you have nothing. At the end of the day, you're a servant That's of it. Christ. That's it. It's his ministry. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless the God builds it, the labor's labor in vain. Yeah. And it's just that continual reminder. I, there's nothing I can lose because I have nothing. Yeah. All, all, all I have is Christ. Like Paul says, you know, I, I now look at what I had and it's compared garbage. to the gospel, now it's it's garbage. Yeah, I love you that. Know? Eh? <laughs> and God keeps taking me back onto that, you know, on that journey, going, Man, all that stuff is garbage compared to me. And then I have another encounter with Jesus and I'm like, Oh God, I'm so broken by your love. I don't want that stuff anymore. I mm. just want you. I keep you know, keep walking with open hands and then I keep grabbing yeah. stuff and going, This is mine and God goes, Oh, that's interesting. Your arms are going to get pretty tired trying to hold that. And then you yeah. try really hard. Then you get exhausted and you get fatigued and you go, God, I give up. I give it back to you. Oh, now I feel so free. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, Maybe I'm a slow learner because I repeat these cycles and I become continually surprised that I'm back in the space of having to surrender again and die to myself again and receive grace again, receive favor again, receive sonship again. And then I go off and I go do my own th- thing because, Jesus, I just want to make you proud. Yeah. And he's like, mate, you know. <laughs> 
I loved you when you were a sinner. There's nothing you can do to make me love you more, but there's a lot you can do to tire yourself out. I, that's a great quote. I, I mean, I suppose he did love us as a sinner. It makes sense that there's, yeah, there's, you can't really get worse than yeah. that, you know, like saved by grace and you're trying to yeah. pursue that love, like return that love to Christ, you know, or even if you do it the wrong way, he's still going to love you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what wow. I've been trying to do is to move more and more away from placing my confidence in my ability to hear the Holy Spirit to make the decisions mm. and having my confidence in my ability and trying more and more to have my confidence in his nature. Instead of going, well, this is what God said, and, I, and I've stewarded this, I've done all these things, I've ticked all the right boxes, I've got prophetic confirmation, I've had it confirmed by this, it's resonated in my spirit, and now I'm safe to move forward. Trying to live more and more, going, God, you know my heart. I'm trying to do live my life as an act of worship. This is what I sense that you're doing, mm. and I'm not going to move into this now afraid of what happens if I get it wrong, but rather my confidence is going to be in your nature that even if I have got it wrong, you're a good father that cleans up after me because you see my heart and, and you're, you're, you're more than good enough to make up for my mistakes. So my confidence is going to be in your nature because your nature never changes. But my ability and my sensitivity to the direction of your Holy Spirit, mm. man, that can change any given Sunday. You know, <laughs> it's just being real. I'm yeah. a very emotional person. My wife is consistent. I'm just like, mate, the definition of a creative roller coaster. I'm full <laughs> right brain, extreme creative thinker, emotive communicator. You know, it's like, whoa, what is going on? You know, so I got to have awesome. that constant anchor of God's character to keep me grounded and to mm. actually keep me feeling calm. Yeah. Otherwise, I can, I can be Get overwhelmed by anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, and pressure and all of those things. Mm. So His nature is my anchor. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um. So here's a question for you. Yeah. You know, you work in the in the creative arts now, and and you've ded- you're dedicating it to to Christ. Yeah. If somebody else that might be listening to this mm. feels that pull, yeah. You know, do I leave my job? Do I go and just do what what God's got on my heart? Um, something for Christ, something in ministry. What would be some advice to them so that they know? Because, like, how did you know it was God, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the way that I've chosen to live, made a conscious decision, and my wife is on board with this philosophy. And um, so this is speaking from my my own experience and what feels right. You know, we Holy Spirit convicts us all in different ways and yeah. different um, methodology to operate under. So I'll, I'll share this. I'm not saying that, Everybody should go out and do this because yeah. it's kind of reckless, um, but it fits my personality type where I'm just like, I, I jump and then I wonder, you know, what will I land on? Mm. Um, we made the decision that if we were 70% confident that we'd heard from God, we'd make a life-changing decision. Mm. Um, for me to, to know that I know that I know that God spoke uh, it just takes too long. And there's too many people to reach, too much work for the gospel to do. And for me, I often find myself looking at the story of David versus Goliath, Mm. where, you know, Goliath says, you know, let's let's fight one-on-one. Whoever wins conquers the other nation. Whoever loses, everybody becomes slaves. Mm. And David looks at it in that moment and goes, I'm going to do this. And the reality is if he fails, it's not just his his life on the line. It's Mm. everybody that he knows. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't go off and get five different prophetic words 
yeah. um, to give confirmation. He doesn't have a prayer team fasting for a week mm. so that he knows that he knows. He's had a prophetic word spoken over his life that he's going to become king. And within yeah. that, he knows that there's an anointing and a responsibility to lead. And so he goes, you know what, there's a problem. I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. I'll just, I'll just smash it, literally, with a rock in the face. And so for me, for people that are listening, um, go, man, I feel like God is calling me out into something. Um, my philosophy is, you know, if you feel like you're meant to get, you know, all the different confirmations, and there's times where Holy Spirit has, we felt that he's wanted us to do it because he's wanted to stop me from being impatient and for me to mm. check my motives. Um, but there's been a lot of times where it's, hey, if you're 70% sure, would you go and trust my nature mm. to make up for the difference? And uh, and that would be my encouragement to people. Yeah. Often you won't know till you go. Peter yeah. in the boat, can I walk on water? Mm. Uh, he's only going to know when he hops out. And yeah. often with God, it's all or nothing because risk is the environment that faith operates in. Mm. Without risk, there's no oxygen for faith. Yeah. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. And so, and, and at the end of the day, if you fail and, and you get it wrong or, or whatever it is, mate, God's the restorer. And yeah. the Bible, that, that actually means to give more than there was originally. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we, we step out and we heard right and God's nature's character is there and it's amazing. Mm. Or we step out and we got it wrong and God's nature and character is there and he does something amazing. Yeah. Uh, with Holy Spirit, we're in a win-win situation. That's um, awesome. So my, my encouragement is just just give it a crack. Like, well, yeah. Honestly, when you realize that nothing you have is yours and you have nothing to lose, mm. then there's no real eternal risk in yeah. this. It's you true. know, when we stand before the Father, we're going to go, man, I, I wish I didn't risk as much. Or we go, man, I wish I could have given him even more. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? so true, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, God also can't, is that saying, you know, God can't steer... Um, a moving ship, no, you know, a stable ship. God can ship. only shit steer a moving ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like this this one. Um, <laughs> saying it like that means like didn't like your one. That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a better one. Gosh, um, you know when God created the heavens and the earth and the animals and the mountains and all those things, He spoke them into being. But when He made mankind, He did it differently. He took dust and He formed it in his hands, and then he breathed into it. Yeah, And so we can see right from the beginning of the Bible that God relates to us differently to the rest of creation. Yeah, He wants something to work with. Everything mm. else he spoke into being, but with mankind, he started with a bit of dust. Mm. And so my philosophy is all I've got to do is give God a little bit of dirt to work with. Yeah, And I love the ugly beginnings. I'm like, That's just start awesome. ugly. Just start small. Start ugly. Start yeah. at the beginning. Just give God dirt, Yeah, and he'll create the human race. It's true. You know, and your ugly beginning might look pathetic and it might feel embarrassing and you might have cringe factor with whatever it is he's calling you to do. Yeah. Mate, put that in God's hands and you'll be blown away what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? Wisdom is um, only uh, foolishness with experience. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and uh, it's just great to give things a crack and see what God's going to do. Yeah, and often you'll you'll find out pretty quick, eh? If if it's God not wanting you to do it, yeah, He'll put up some some roadblocks or slow you down or, or give you some confirmation. Absolutely, um, I always pray for confirmation, eh? You know, yeah. like Lord, make this abundantly obvious that you want me to do this or mm. you don't want me to do this. And he, he normally speaks to us with that. Um, 
And that that always helps, though. Yeah. And having, like, the sense of his peace or his presence. Yeah. You know, Moses says, God, I don't want to go anywhere where your presence doesn't go before me. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's that sense of peace. And where am I getting my security from? Mm. Uh, I feel like Holy Spirit said to me a while ago, I'm at my best when I don't know where we're going. Mm. You know, I'm functioning at my best in my relationship with him when when I'm with him. And I don't know where he's taking me, but I'm aware of his presence with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and trying to live in that space yeah. is a constant challenge for my ego and my need for security. What did we say in the cafe earlier? Um, I something about going where his presence is is easier. Oh yeah, yeah yes. What was that? Oh, oh mate, it was great. You said. Um, it's something to do with what the world has to offer. You know, I, I like how that sounds, but I like his presence more. Yeah, that's right. You know, I like we, being comfortable. But I, I like his presence I more. Like his I like presence security, more. but I love his presence more. I yeah. like success, but I love his presence more. Yeah. You know. And so the, it's okay to like those things, eh? Yeah. Well, but it's where where are they prioritized. That's it. His presence got to be at the top. That's it. Um, yeah, man, that's really, really cool. So mm. Fantail Studios, this – is a growing mammoth of a um Yeah, it's, it's a wee beast. Yeah. It's a wee beast. It's, it's a going. wee beast. It's a wee beast. God's growing on it. It is years ahead of where I thought it would be. Yeah. Um and that's you know That's it, God. That's God, man, because honestly, <laughs> <laughs> if you knew me, I'm I'm not that clever. <laughs> you know, people are like, have you done this? I'm like, well I didn't. It's just it was just God. Jesus. It was God, <laughs> yeah. you know. Just what did you say earlier? I like to be the dumbest person in the smartest room. That's right. I'm That's a, so good. I'm a, I tell people I'm a glorified storyteller and a team builder. Yeah, uh, my gift mix is to is to tell stories and to build team, That's and, so and that comes out of that heart of encouragement from Holy Spirit to believe in people, to see the gold in people, to call that gold out and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I can see something of Jesus on you. There's something attractive. Yeah. about you. My heart's drawn to you. There's there's something in you that yeah. is desperate to get out. I, I just want to be a part of that process of creating opportunity for for you to shine the way mm. that God's made you. Yeah. Um, and when you give people that opportunity, that's quite irresistible. Yeah. Um, and people want to be in a space where they're growing and they're feeling used by God because we're all designed and, and hardwired that we want to see progress. Yeah. You know? And we, we want God to use us. Mm. Uh, we want to feel a part of the team of what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And creating that space for people is so key. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's it's wonderful, actually. You know, like, it's it's what I, I think we live in this world where pandemics are around the corner. Yeah. There's fear around every 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 door. Yeah. You know, and we just we really have this almost it's almost like God is saying you have to do this, it's an obligation mm. to show the hope, the light that's within you, the hope that we have. Yeah. And we are at the peak of mental health illness. Mm. People are searching more than ever for what God's done in somebody else's life because yeah. I need that. I'm missing that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've am been suffering depression for 20 years and I can't get out of this hole and I'm ready to give it up. There's got to be a God to get me out of this. Mm. Oh, I've come across this story in Fantail Studios of this yeah. person being, depression being ripped from his shoulders. Yeah. And that now he walks tall. Yeah. And, or whatever it is, maybe maybe they encountered Jesus as, 
as on, in a car accident or yeah. whatever it is. And it's just, it's a story that is, it's a, well, it's a documentary yeah. on what Jesus does now. It's yeah. not a story. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a real documentary That's on what it. happened. Yeah, I've a wee bit of a saying for our team is that we create as an act of worship mm. and we broadcast as an act of war. Oh, and so that's so good. As we're creating, our, our role isn't to just make things look beautiful. It's not just to capture these great moments, but it's to be aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit, that we're doing it with him through relationship with him, that we're actually enjoying his presence in the moment. Yeah. And that's for us is like... I'm trying to deem a successful filming experience, not by how much footage did we get, but how aware was I of the Holy Spirit and that my heart was postured that, God, I'm doing this as my worship for you. You created me to be creative. And so creating is how I give honor and glory back to you. So that's the heart attitude that we're trying to posture ourselves in. And yeah. we're not always succeeding in that. Often, you know, there's times where you're under pressure and you're stressed and at the end of the day you get home, you get so fatigued and you go, man, I totally forgot about him all day. I just got caught up in the busyness and I could have just dialed it back for a moment, become aware of him again. Yeah. Probably would have gone a lot easier. Yeah. You know, so we're trying to create out of that act of worship. But then when it comes to broadcasting it, whether it's on TV or on social media, this is the moment where the light invades the darkness where hope invades hopelessness and we begin to fight uh, for the ones that God is calling into relationship with him where we're fighting for the people that are trapped in addiction or trapped in depression or trapped in fear we go man we're fighting for you now we're we're sending out stories Mm. of the victory of Christ because the testimony of prophecy you know, Jesus is, is the testimony of prophecy and the word of the testimony. He said they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word yeah. of their testimony. And when we share somebody's story, that mm. testimony literally means do it again, God. You know? Really? Wow. And, and so that's what we, we, when we broadcast a story. Yeah. Whether it's a five-minute story, whether it's a feature film, yeah. you know, for everybody that's listening, we're declaring, God, do it again. Yeah. Do it again over the over the spiritual realm with his angels and demons and all of those things. We're saying, Jesus is greater. Over your so fear, good. he's greater. Over that yeah. addiction, Jesus is greater. Over yeah. that spiritual oppression, Jesus is greater. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because when we hit upload or send or whatever it is, it's kind of like, you know, the... You know, the devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. But we know the word of God says that Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven yeah. and on earth. And so now this is our turn to return fire. Gloves yeah. are off. Yeah. And, and it's our turn now. Let's mm. go. Mm. That's so good. Only God honestly can turn. And there's that, that brilliant quote that, that people quote, uh, pastors do. And it's, only God can turn a mess into a message, yeah. a, a trial into a triumph, a victim into a victory, yeah. and a test into a testimony. Yeah, and that's exactly what Fantail Studios does. Yeah, they just broadcast the triumph of victory yeah. that God's done in each person's life. Yeah, absolutely, and magnifies it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I just, oh. It's so good because you're able to relive and see the, that true experience that, that was happening yeah. visually. And oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, what do we say at the end of our podcast sometimes is uh, your story can be the key to somebody else's prism. That's it. And it's, it's a, 
it's powerful. Mm. Don't those that are listening, you know, don't underestimate your testimony. Yeah, your testimony is powerful. Your testimony is tremendously, tremendously powerful. That's it, and it, it has to be spoken. That's it has it. to be shared. Yeah, and some people think, man, I don't even have a testimony. Um, you know, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've never had any crazy experiences. Blah blah yeah. blah. I mean, that's like. That's the testimony I want for my kids, you know. Yeah. I just always knew that Jesus loved me and, and he kept mm. me in his heart. And, you know, if people think I don't have a testimony, then in my response, oh, I'm a bit brutal. I'm Dutch. Um, so I like to keep it pretty black and white and say how it is. You know, if, you, if you're saying I don't have a testimony, then really what you're saying is what Jesus did on the cross for me didn't matter much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, and what, our stories are phenomenal. Mm. And I encourage people, like, you know, understand your testimony. Mm. Uh, be able to share your testimony in 30 seconds so that someone can ask you questions so it can open up a two-minute conversation and then a yeah. five-minute conversation and a 10-minute conversation. Like, know your story. Yeah. You know, know what it is that God's done for you, not just so then you can share it to others, but so that you can camp in that place of thankfulness. Yeah. I remember being at a Planet Shakers conference once and the preacher stopped mid preaching and said, I want everybody to stand up now without any any worship, any band, and just give God praise. Let's just put all of our focus on him. And if you can't at a heart level do that, uh, at a moment's notice, then all that means is you've lost sight of what he's done in your life. Wow. You know, keep reminding yourself of what Christ yeah. has done um, so that we have confidence for the future. Mm. I love it when, you know, come back to David and Goliath, David kills Goliath and they go to war, they're having this massive battle and, and he holds Goliath's head the whole time in that fight. You know, at the end of it, he's walking across the field, he's got a sword in one hand and a giant's head in the other. I mean, how impractical to walk around with a giant's head. Uh, <laughs> but he's holding on to his testimony. Anybody that comes to him goes, yeah, that's the guy on. that killed a giant. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm not putting down my testimony. Yeah. I will hold this and remind myself and I'll remind my enemies. Yeah. Look what God did to the last thing that came against him. Yeah. I'm holding his so head. Good. Do, do you really want to try me on? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Be bold. Have it Have it exposed. You know, yeah. your, your testimony shouldn't be something that's that's hidden under under a, a bowl. That's you know? it. Because the reality is, let's be honest, it's not yours. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus paid for it with his blood. Yeah. You know, he paid with it f- with his life. It's not actually our story. It's his story of, of a relentless father who was prepared to give everything to redeem you it's it's his story and we don't actually own the right to keep it to ourselves yeah yeah. it's it's his and i want to i just want to encourage and challenge and inspire everybody with that that your story has been phenomenally crafted phenomenally bought phenomenally redeemed and and it's worth sharing with the world and it's worth sharing with your mum, with your dad with your brother with your neighbor with the person on the school bus you know you might not be putting it on tv all around the world but it could be the story for the person that sits next to you in the rest home or at the at the school desk Mm -hmm. that is the story that is the catalyst for their transformational moment yeah wow that's uh yeah it's it's one of those things hey like it it's it's his story, yeah. And we just happen to be there. It's that we just we're we're blessed enough, yeah, to be there, yeah, and grateful enough that we are there, yeah. But it's his story, absolutely. Um, what do they say? History is just his story, yeah. And yeah, your history is just his story, yeah. You happen to be there, yeah. Um, so with Fantau St- Studios, mm. where where can we see you? 
um, from yeah halfway through this year. Yeah. So basically, the the easiest way to sh- to see our shows is on demand on our website, fantailstudios.com. Okay. So everything we make, we put free to ear on demand. Yeah. Um, that's partly because we're crowdfunded as well. So you know, yeah. we just want to honor the people that sow into this ministry, yeah. um, that everybody can access this. There's always snippets on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook channel, mm. depending on what country people are in. Um, you'll probably be able to watch us on TV, on one of your local Christian channels and things like that. Um, but by far the easiest, fantailstudios.com. Just go over to the Fantail TV tab in there mm. and hit the on the demand. And there's truckloads of shows and seasons Anything from like a two to three minute story to half hour episodes and teaching yep. series, testimonies, doco dramas, all of those things. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, definitely make sure you check out Fantail Studios. Thank you, Jared, for joining us. Thanks on the for Jesus having Magnet. me. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's such an honor to, to actually partner with you in this. You know, like we, we're. Both of our, our our ministries, the Jesus Magnet Podcast and Fantail Studios, like we said, you know, you're you're more or less an eye and where the ears. So yeah. in the body of Christ, you know, we're working together really well and, and getting those testimonies heard and seen. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Um and yeah, if you enjoyed this episode of the Jesus Magnet, let us know and we're gonna let Jared know. So send us a message and and say how incredible you liked this testimony of Jared. And um, if you want to get in touch with uh, Fantail Studios, just just do it. If you've got a testimony that is one that is burning to to be seen, Mm. get in touch. Jared Jared would be keen to hear. Absolutely. Jump on our website. Email addresses on there. All of that jazz. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And we'll see you next time on the Jesus Magnet.